this year, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. Pair your impressive skills with our advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Gus. Well, good morning, Eric. Good morning. Uh, so... Uh, we're doing this on the back of yesterday's episode. No, um, no, no, no. Well, we, I last mean, week's episode. Last week's episode, but this is a back-to-back record. Right. Just to accommodate some stuff. Um, but last week, we went to El Tigre, which we really, really liked and really, really recommend. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. We uh, we talked about Achievement Hunter Zen, Jack Stolen Laptop, uh, Valve and Gabe Newell, uh, Simpsons of Futurama, uh, F1. Any litany of things, but this week we're all over the place. We're at Annie's, and uh, that's now. I think we're gonna have a lot to talk. Annie's about. day and night. Yeah, I don't remember what we covered in the Buzzmill episode. That's the only other episode we've done on Riverside Drive. Yeah, and it was so long ago. But uh, we're further down Riverside, we are further down Riverside, and we're a lot closer to. to where we used to live. I don't know if we, that's what I don't know if we covered or not, but Gus and I lived on a few blocks from here. I don't want to dox whoever bought my old house, <laughs> but we lived a few blocks from here off of, kind of off a road called Pleasant Valley for, I lived there for seven years. You lived with me for on and off for a few. Yeah, and before that, like I lived in apartments. Right. I think uh, we all, talked a lot about yeah, the Yeah, all around uh, Riverside. So I, I think, I don't know if that's still the case now, but I feel like Riverside, at least back then, was definitely. Like uh, an introduction to the city of Austin, like a, like a stepping stone when you get here. It's like a, a, it felt like everyone lived on Riverside for a while when they came to Austin for a while. I I bought my first house uh, in uh, in Austin when I was 23 years old. That's how I met Bernie. We talked about that probably in the past. Yeah, we did. Uh, and uh, for ninety two thousand five hundred dollars, right right wow. down the road from here in 1999 and it was very much the like it's like your introduction to austin back then yeah clearly not the case now uh the thing that i remember most about it is i bought that house and i was so excited to buy a house uh-huh. i'd wanted to you know for a while and i felt i was really proud to be able to buy one at 23 you know not going to college and barely surviving the army and all that uh but i i'm oh, sorry lost my chance for a second yeah but then, literally, the month I bought the house, the Austin Chronicle released an ep. Uh, Austin Chronicle is like our local free mag yeah. where, you, where you find out about like punk shows and stuff, right? And uh, it's where News of the Weird used to be printed before yep. we had the internet. That's what we would read. I think they still print it. They probably do, yeah. And uh, I bought that. I bought that house, and then the month after I bought it, I picked up an Austin Chronicle, and the cover of the Austin Chronicle said Riverside Drive voted the ugliest street in Austin. Oh my God. And I thought, God damn it! In your defense. They run that article. They run that cover every now and then. I feel like I've seen that cover five times. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but I mean, it's a uh, 
I, I can't speak to it now. It's been decades since I've lived down here on Riverside. But it was always, uh, I always liked living off of Riverside. It was always like a, a good mix of people. Uh, and it was much more affordable than living in the rest of the city. Uh, at least it was back then. Affordability was great. Uh, great mix of people is true. A lot of young, vibrant energy, which is true. Uh, things I didn't like about living on Riverside were uh, a lot of young, energetic people, a lot of crime. Yeah. I remember uh, back then it was like it was a fighting street. You know, yeah. I was in that riot at the back oh, room yeah, yeah. one night right down the road uh, that I got sucked into. There was a Taco Cabana right there. At, like, I want to say it's like Pleasant I think Valley. It's still there. Yeah, that Taco Cabana. I used to, we used to love Taco Cabana. I used to go to Taco Cabana all the time. But that Taco Cabana, if you went there after 8 p.m., there was like a 30% chance you'd get into a fight going in or out of the place. Yeah. And so it was like, that's... Hey, tacos are ready. Well, let's go get our tacos. That's what Riverside was like You guys keep going. I'll get them. It's right. like, don't make eye contact. There's like a 30% chance you're going to get into a fight anywhere you go. Because everybody was young and drunk and poor. Yeah. Right? And so it's just there's a lot of there was a lot of aggression back then. There, there's a, like a few restaurants here on Riverside that are still there that I think of that I associate with my time living here. Uh, that Tower Cabana is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thundercloud Subs that's a little oh, yeah. west of there, uh, like next to the liquor store, and I think next that's to Riverside there. Liquor. Yeah. There, yep. Um, and that Tacos Al Pastor, which is even further down, which I think is still there. <laughs> that Riverside Liquor was instrumental in helping me along uh, my way, my path to alcoholism. <laughs> I spent so much time and money visiting that Riverside Liquor uh, and that Thundercloud, but I didn't become a, a sandwichaholic somehow. Uh, hey, Who knows why? We ordered uh, breakfast tacos from the place here. Thank you, Eric. Eric went and got them. Sitting at this place, producer. Annie's Day and Night, uh, I got to say, Gus, and we're somewhere between... Uh, we're east of Pleasant Valley and west of Ben White. We're, yeah, we're, al- we're almost to Ben White slash 290. I, I, can, I think I can see the lights from here. The In this adorable old white house with lime green shutters and this huge uh, front, like, Texas Sea porch with, like, crushed ground. Like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, kalachi? Not kalachi. Uh, <laughs> Kaliche. Kaliche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then there's like a cowboy pool. And there's a couple of trailers, and it's just adorable. And it's pissing me the fuck off. Why is it pissing Why? you off? Because this I lived in this day on this street for seven years, and we didn't have anything like this. If they had shit like this when we lived here, a we wouldn't have been able, uh, able to afford right. living here. Yeah, no kidding. But b we would have never left. Yeah, um, this is interesting because so much development in other parts of Austin affect, or I still to this day affect my use of this street and my coming down here because. Back before Ben White was finished as a freeway, you know, it used to have lights on it. Uh, you used to have to stop all the time. Yep. This is the way that you would go to the airport. You would drive down Riverside here, and then out here where uh, Ben White is, or 290 or 71 or whatever. The, no, it's not 290 on this side. It's Ben White or 71. You would hook a left and go down to the airport that way. And it took them years. It took them like 10 years to make Ben White a freeway from here out to 35. Uh, but this is the way I would come down. Even my old job before Rooster Teeth, when I lived off of Riverside in the damp apartment, uh, I would like I would travel. I was a traveling job, so I, I remember I have many memories of like pre-dawn driving down Riverside this mm-hmm. direction, heading to the airport to go fly to bumfuck middle of nowhere to go do that job. Uh, so, but you don't have to do that anymore. So I I can't remember the last time I was on like this stretch of Riverside. Just I I don't ever have an excuse to come down here anymore. What did this used to be? Do you know? I don't think just a house. Yeah. It was that house. Oh. That so it, it, Annie's it was, Day and Night is a house that we just went into and ordered, yeah. and then there's like a little. Pat, I don't know what you'd call this. Patio, outdoor seating, yeah. whatever, with a couple Kalachis. of trucks. With, with kalachis. All, stepping on kalachis. All over. 
Uh, you give me some credit for remembering the word caliche. That's not a pop. That's not a big. Word. Nobody knows that word. I knew it. Yeah, you, uh, and thank God you did because I was drowning. You ordered in Spanish too, <laughs> and, and Jeff was so impressed. You're no, I love it because when when like when Gus and I became friends, he was very timid about his. Uh, his ability to speak Spanish, and he was always a little nervous about it. And I remember when you moved to Puerto Rico, you had to spend some time practicing, and yeah. you, you were you were really nervous about having to speak Spanish full time. And then in Puerto Rico, it's a different dialect as right, well. Right, you have to learn the dialect, and so that was scary. And I just I just love. I've grown a lot more confident in it. I'm not necessarily any better at it, <laughs> but I'm definitely a lot more confident and give you know don't give a fuck. Uh, at least uh, at least it's an effort. When when you went to Puerto Rico, and it was a different kind of Spanish. What what were, like, the main differences in dialect, then, that you kind of, like, ran it? I hadn't even considered Puerto Rican. Absolutely, it's a different dialect. Absolutely. I just never considered Puerto it. Puerto Rican Spanish, um, you drop a lot more of the S's mm-hmm. um, in the middle of words. They just kind of, like, you don't pronounce it. It's not as um, forward uh-huh. in the pronunciation. There's also words that are unique to Puerto Rican Spanish and, in general, Caribbean Spanish that you don't have in Mexican Spanish. Like, for like, example... Yeah. Um, you, uh, there's slang in Caribbean Spanish, and depending again if it's like Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic, it can mean slightly different things. In Puerto Rico, you can call a bus a wawa, uh, which you would never do in Mexico. I believe in Dominican Spanish, a wawa is like a van. Um, so, huh. like, there's small differences there. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's Puerto Rican Spanish or just a word I'd never heard, but in Puerto Rico, they refer to dimes as uh, chavitos, which again is like, I'd, I'd never heard that before. Um, you know, growing up on the border, living close to Mexico. It's, it's little things like that where you're like, I understand almost everything you're saying, but you threw a word in there <laughs> that I'm a little curious about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the food's different. So, like, whenever anyone says, like, the name of food, it's like, I don't know what the fuck uh, oh, really? that is. You were, like, you were saying they drop the S in the middle of some words? Yeah. Do you have an example of, like, uh, like Mexican Spanish and then Puerto Rican Spanish? Uh, so, like... Um, I, I don't know that this is one definitively, but it's just a word I picked up off the top of my head. Like in, in Mexico, if you're saying, like, excuse me, you would say, like, desculpame. Uh-huh. But in Puerto Rico, you would drop that, desculpame. Oh. I, I don't know that that's necessarily one that they use, uh-huh. but, like, adios, it might be like, adios. You know, that's like, the S just appears sometimes. Huh. Um, I never understood when, <laughs> so I just ended up dropping it a lot of times. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it just, it just is not as prevalent. If you watch... I mean, it's it, it's it's hard to say if you're you know you don't speak Spanish, but lots of times if you watch TV shows or movies and you know people are interacting with each other in Spanish, it's like oh these people are all speaking different dialects. Like there, I remember there was a scene in Breaking Bad where it's like all the drug dealers are in Mexico and they're all having a conversation around a pool. It's like these these dudes are all from different countries. Oh <laughs> like, really? Yeah, they're all they're all speaking to each other very differently, and oh, one of weird. these dudes does not speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we ordered from the little. It just says tacos open. Bienvenidos. Is that what? Oh, it, I do see that on the chalkboard. I mean, I think they're just saying hey, but yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Um, oh, just a little taco truck in the front here at Annie's. We smelled it getting out of the oh, car. Yeah, we, we parked, got a car. Yep. And we're like, I don't know what that is. We're getting that. Uh, if you live down the street from here, would you come here and eat this all the time? Yeah, these mm, are really these good. Are great tacos. These are. This was a. It was like pick three. Yeah, the breakfast tacos this morning, obviously. So mm-hmm. pick three fillings. For, and it's three bucks for the taco. Is this very, Extra fillings are 50 cents each. Mm-hmm. This is very 2000 Austin breakfast taco. This is very happy taco. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and interesting. That's a good thing. There used to be a place called Happy Taco down when, when Austin was a little less foodie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. People, it, it, it was, a lot of it looked more like this, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Now we just have more variety, but. 
Uh, I do miss some these old standards. Well, sometimes, like, that's the problem, right? Um, sometimes people and establishments look to elevate food that doesn't need elevating. And lots of times establishments do, like, fusion stuff or new stuff or, like, a, a new take on something that didn't need it. Right. Um, so you end up with, like, something different, not necessarily something better. And sometimes you just want the actual original thing and that's great that's that's what i prefer I i'm not a big like fusion fan right. i'm not a big like let's reinvent this thing it's kind of like what we talked about at hilbert's like when it comes to cheeseburgers just give me a plain cheeseburger i don't want all this other fancy shit on it like i want a very basic classic burger and i think that permeates to like a lot of other food as well yeah i, th- I feel like austin food is very trend based yep. you know yep you go through these swings where everybody's into this thing and then it swings to another direction and then you know Except for, well, I would say maybe the one exception is barbecue. I feel like there's a lot of barbecue traditionalists. Uh-huh. But even that does have some fusion sometimes. You know, uh, people try new things with it. But for the most part, Dude, it's, that's pretty standard. That Egyptian barbecue fusion mm. place that we... Remember when we went to Oddwood and I thought it was a coffee truck, but they had just changed it to be a barbecue spot? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Down, down off of uh, airport. Mainer. Yeah. I ate there. It's so fucking good. It is like Middle Eastern flavors with this brisket that was like super traditional, regular brisket, but then put into like a pita with like a lot of like Middle Eastern flavor. I really, really recommend it. KG Barbecue, I think is what it's called. What's what's interesting about barbecue is that I feel like that's not necessarily one specific cuisine, right? Like like when you're here, you have to very specifically put an asterisk on it and say Texas barbecue. Like every... Just about every culture, every country around the world has their version of barbecue that all came about independently. So you can definitely, that I'm a little more forgiving on. Mm-hmm. Um, just because even within the United States, when you go to different parts of the country and you say barbecue, that can mean something wildly different. Yep. You know, here it's brisket, it's not pork or, you know, even you're sauces. Not you're not swimming in sauce. Right, like you're not getting that, that white barbecue sauce. At, yeah. Alabama has white barbecue sauce, right? Uh, yeah, it's the worst, dude. <laughs> I, I, didn't think I, I didn't think I liked barbecue until I moved to Texas. Really? Yeah, I would have it on, like, I had, like, a steak or something, yeah. but barbecue was all vinegary and gross when mm-hmm. I was growing up. I was not into it. And just, like, super soppy, yeah. you know? Um, I was in kind of a mood this morning. It's just been, there's a lot going on. We had a great car ride here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got here, we ate a taco, and I had a cup of coffee. This is my second cup of coffee today. Uh, had a cup of coffee. I feel so good right now. This taco was excellent. Great cup of coffee. The outside feels so good. It is, like, not 105 Thank degrees. God. I'm thrilled to be what, doing this what, right now. What did you get in your taco, by so the way? So I got the chorizo with the uh, papas and uh, frijoles. Mm. So yeah. uh, I like, I think eggs should be standard. I have a real problem with Austin breakfast tacos because egg is not standard mm-hmm. for breakfast tacos. It's always like, pick some ingredients. And then it's like, oh, you have to choose egg. I refuse to choose egg. It's, it should be what everything is based in. Okay. Having to choose it is, that's my standard. Like, it's not the ingredient. It's, the, it's like not, the mother sauce it is. that everything it's is the, built it's off It's the tortilla. It's when you say breakfast taco, it has egg. That's how it should be. So I got it without. And it held and it was fine. This is a good taco. So I, w- I will say the caveat to that and the carve out. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll agree with me here. Is in this case, in this at this uh, trailer, you do have to pick egg. It's yep. not a default. Yes. Because one of the o- other options is migas, yep. which has egg it in it has already. Egg in it. So yep. you can't. I think it's a, a backstop to prevent you from getting egg and migas because yep. then you're getting like double egg in your yep. taco. Uh, I should have gotten the migas, uh, but there's nothing in here I would have taken out to get the migas, so I would have just had to add something. We're very good potatoes. 
Yeah, they, I, I, uh, I think Jeff and I had the same thing. It was uh, yeah, potato, yeah. egg, and uh, he, bean. He heard you order in Spanish, and he got <laughs> excited, and he said, I'll have two of those. And then she said, what? And yeah. I ordered in Spanish. <laughs> you did. He just repeated what he said. It was, it was really cool. <laughs> I knew what he was saying. He did a great job. It's easy. It's um, uh, easy to identify ingredients. So this area, being outside and, and on Riverside and everything, you were saying that this was kind of like the drag that you would take to get to like the airport and everything. Yeah. It's really green out here. It's really nice out here. It's a little shady and everything. Is this how it was when you guys lived over here? Like, was it like a big, busy street on Riverside? It was pretty, yes. it was pretty busy. It's yeah. always been a busy street. If anything, it might have been more busy because like Gus is saying, it was the main thoroughfare to the airport for yeah. most of Austin. I guess if you were extremely north, you were probably coming down differently. But even then, you would have taken 183, and 183 was hell back then. It was hell. Yeah, yeah. you would have. I avoided it a lot yeah. back then. So uh, you know, it was in some ways, I guess, a busier thoroughfare because it was it was a it was the life. You know, it was the main vein to get in and out of the city. Um, and what an ugly main vein it was. And I, I remember, I, th I, th I think that was one of the big complaints of that Chronicle article you were mm -hmm. talking about, about Riverside being the ugliest uh, street in Austin, was that anyone who came to Austin to visit is their first landed at impression. the airport. Right, this is how you would get in a cab and get into the city, is you'd have to drive down Riverside. And that, that's what the Chronicle was complaining about. Like, this was how everyone was like, welcome to Austin, look at our ugliest street. Also, I've had a memory. Okay. Gus, you can, uh, maybe this will trigger something with you. Eric was asking what this place used to be, and I said I think it was probably just that house. I think it might have been a used car dealership. You think so? Really? It was either a mechanic or a used car dealership. I feel like this area was full of cars. This looks like this was probably a mechanic shop based on the amount of parking they have. Yeah. And that, that's, Interesting. That's starting to feel right in my head. Maybe we can look at Google Street View and try to figure it out if it goes that far back. But there really wasn't a lot from Pleasant Valley to... 290 on this road. Like, there's a left turn you take to get to an ACC campus. Grove. Uh, uh, on Grove, yeah. And then that was about it. Then there were some old houses. And yeah, I mean. I think they built a school somewhere, uh, like a grade school around here somewhere. But it really, it was just a, you know. I think, it made, made, like, it went up to Pleasant Valley, and there was a little more east of there. I, I would say, like, up to Montopolis. Like, we knew, sure. we were talking about that in the ride over here. We knew some people who bought a, like, a little condo over there off of Montopolis, and Montopolis leads over to that co-location facility where we housed she servers for many years uh when we moved in from sacramento to austin that's where they were mm. before move you know before amazon had their cloud services and you could just move everything to the cloud <laughs> and not worry about physical hardware anymore um so i mean i think yeah that I, I would say montopolis might have been like the extreme edge and beyond that there were a, a couple of things but not really much it was <laughs> here's a memory that being down here triggered it was so fucking dead here in terms of shit to do, it was a big, big. It was a big deal in the city of Austin when Waffle House opened up, which I thought was ridiculous because I grew up in Alabama and Florida and Louisiana, where there's a Waffle House at like every exit on the interstate. Yeah. And the Waffle House isn't too far from here. It's like right yeah, there. and so they opened up a Waffle House right there across 290 from us. Not 290 on this side. Not 290 on this side. Yeah, and uh, and it was such a big deal that. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I grew up in Waffle Houses. That was where we'd go after school every day. It was like, you know, uh, it was like the number one restaurant my friends and I would go to because it's cheap as dicks. Yeah. And like, you know. Dicks are cheap. And they had a great bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Uh, and you get some hash browns, get a little jalapenos on that. So is that what you grew up with is Waffle House? I grew up with Waffle House. Yeah. I probably eat, uh, before I turned 18, I probably ate Waffle House more than any other restaurant in my life. How, when was the last time you've been? It's been a couple of years. Yeah. I still love it, and I would still go. I go on road trips um, if I need to, you know, sit down for a while. Uh, but when this Waffle House opened up, it was, there were lines, like, 
down the road. People, you would you would get on a waiting list like it was Jeffrey's or like you were eating at the fucking Four Seasons. It would be like an hour wait to eat at Waffle House. People which in is Austin ridiculous. like lines. People in Austin love lines. Same thing happened when Krispy Kreme opened up, oh, and everybody yeah, lost yeah. their goddamn minds for That's Krispy right. Kreme. But so I avoided the Waffle House for a while. But you would go at like midnight. Yeah. Because it was open, you know, 24 hours a day, and it wouldn't be busy then. So one time I went with a friend. I think I went to probably after a show or a party or something. I rolled into the Waffle House, we, or we rolled into the Waffle House at, I want to say, maybe 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was crowded, but not full. And there were, you know, it's just people soaking up some food, so, trying to soak up their liquor with a little yeah. bit of food, <laughs> right? Trying to sober up. Uh, I was honestly probably doing the same thing. <laughs> and while my friend and I were, before we'd even received our food we'd ordered on the other side of waffle house there was like a a couple ladies and a dude and one of the girls i guess was so drunk i don't remember the the parameters around it i just remember that she stood up and threw up all over the table like projectile vomited like in a horror movie all over the table and then her friends they just left they were like, we're so sorry, and they just fucking took off. Uh, and then it smelled so bad. Uh, you know, like, that's that's a very particular smell, yeah. and the Waffle House is not big enough yeah. to, to, for it not to permeate throughout it. And it sat there for a couple minutes, and then the, uh, the Waffle House employees got into an argument over who was going to clean it up. Yep. And they determined that no one was going to clean it up because they weren't nobody like you clean it up, you clean it up, you clean it up. And they were like, fuck it. I'm not cleaning it. I'm not cleaning it. It'll just sit there then. And so I had to get up and leave because I couldn't take the smell. Yeah. And I didn't go to a Waffle House for probably six or seven years after that. Was, including that I'm, one. I'm surprised. I, I don't think I went to that Waffle House for another decade, but it, it, it like I couldn't think of Waffle House without thinking of that smell. I'm surprised for that years. did not start a chain reaction because after you've been drinking two in the morning, already, you know, everyone's feeling well not everyone. I'm sure a lot of people are already starting to feel really queasy trying to, you know, get the food into them. Dude. I'm sure I'm surprised it did not create a cascading uh, oh, God, vomitorium experience. Who knows what happened after I left, but you know, I probably sat there for 10, 12 minutes yeah. during the argument and everything. And then when it became clear that nobody was going to clean it up and they were leaving and we were just like, we gotta go. We can't do this. And so we canceled her and left. And, uh, yeah. You know, in Alabama, thinking about what I was talking about, the Taco Cabana earlier, in Alabama, Waffle House is where you go to get into a fight. Right? Okay. Uh, the Waffle House is the place you walk into and you've got like a 30% chance of getting into a fight, which is, uh, it seems relatively safe here. That's what the Taco Cabana was for us <laughs> here on Riverside in the 90s. Oh, That's man. Funny. It's funny that we compare those two because when I was growing up, the place we always went to was the Taco Cabana. Yeah? Because I... I grew up in, in a really small town, and we only had two 24-hour restaurants on the American side of the river. Mm-hmm. It was a Tal Cabana and a Kettle. Uh, Nobody's going to Kettle, man. So we used to go to Kettle all the time until the Tal Cabana opened, <laughs> and then it was like, fuck that Kettle. We're never going back. I don't know if Kettle's even still around. And Dude. then it was like, from then on, it was like, if we had to go somewhere in the middle of the night, it was always Tal Cabana, because they were also 24 hours. Most of the time, shaving feels like a chore. It's time-consuming, and if I'm using a cheap razor, which, let's be honest, is the case most of the time, I always end up with a few nicks and cuts by the time I'm done. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. They're a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the International Space Station and the Mars rover, and now they're making precision engineering to your face. 
That's right. They're putting NASA space technology into your face. By using aerospace-grade machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. Plus, the Henson razor works with standard dual-edged blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. I don't shave very often. I'm a, kind of a beard guy, but you know, I shave my neck constantly. And I got to say, the Henson razor has been a game changer. The blade is sturdy. It gives a super, super clean shave. And the difference between my old razor and my Henson is truly night and day, not just because my old razor got rusty and brown sitting in the shower forever, and this one's clean. It's also just way better. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash Anma to pick the razor for you and use code ANMA to get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash A-N-M-A and use code A-N-M-A. So go to HensonShaving.com slash Anma to get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. Cold turkey might be great on a sandwich, but there's probably a better way to break a bad habit. We're not talking about some dark magic from your eccentric neighbor. We're, what? Is this where I find out my neighbor does dark magic? Jesus. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the word bad from the habit? Fume is an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And air is something that we all breathe every day. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy, and it makes replacing your bad habits easy. I screwed around with Fume a little bit. I've never uh, been addicted to smoking or anything, but I got to say, it it tastes good. It's very flavorful. It feels fresh. It's almost like, it feels almost like uh, eating a mint, to be honest with you. And it's uh, not very big. It's pretty balanced. And I kind of like the shape and the, how pretty the wood is. It's a, it's a clever design. Stopping is something that we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that you can't be one of them. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code ANMA to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack. Head to tryfume.com and use code ANMA to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com, code A-N-M-A, to save an additional 10% off your order. This episode of Anma is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever felt like you knew what was good for you, but your brain keeps getting in the way? God, you just described my entire life. Maybe you know it would be good to get some rest, but your brain won't turn off. Or maybe you want to be the best version of yourself when meeting new people, but you can't stop overthinking your every move, which is a problem I definitely have. It's almost like you know what you should do, You just can't seem to do that. But luckily, therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy can be a great tool for learning positive coping skills, learning how to set boundaries, and empowering you to be the best version of yourself. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option that's convenient, flexible, and it's entirely online. 
All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can easily switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find the one that's right for you. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash A-N-M-A today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash A-N-M-A. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Anma to get 10% off your first month. You and you and I got tricked into going to a kettle with George once, back when we still worked at the Tech Support Center. I don't know if you remember this. I don't. There what? used to be a kettle lot down, like... Oh, it's is off, it the one off 35? Yeah, it was yeah, off 35. Like just south of Old It's Fork, a car dealership now, I yeah. think, or something. But we walked into that kettle, and uh, it was one of the grossest places I've ever been. And the, the lady that waited on us was older... And she kept talking about my pretty colors, and she kept touching my arm every time she yeah. came by. Oh and I was horrified. <laughs> and I was, I was like, George, we are never coming back here again. And he's like, I don't know what your problem is. It's great. It was like $4. Yeah. You know? I re- the, the places I remember eating with George are the cheapest about places kettle. on earth. It was yeah. the first cafeteria that's no longer there off of like 35 in Ben White. Do you remember? And the Super Salad over there by the Target near Westgate. Super Salad I'm all on board with. And the Delaware Subs where he would go yeah. and he would order a foot, a foot length on the company and then eat half and take the other half home for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, company just bought me a free dinner. Yep. It's like, dude, you're the vice president of the do, company. Do, do you <laughs> Stop rem- doing that. Do you remember there was a, at one point when we were still working at the call center, you know, we had that old... Uh, ACD, the call distribution system, was yeah. like this old piece of junk hardware from probably the 60s or 70s. It would electrocute you if you touched it wrong. And um, we eventually upgraded it. We replaced it with like a modern call distribution system uh, made by a different in- Intertel? company. Yeah, it was, it was an Intertel system. And I don't know if you remember this, but as part of the training and as part of learning the new system, a couple of us had to go down to Houston to like official training on the hardware, like learning how to fix it, learning what it is. So I went down to Houston with George, and George was from Houston. Yeah. So I stayed at his parents' house for a week, and we went to do the Intertel training down there. And it was weird, like, it was almost like having, like, a high school sleepover. <laughs> it was like, I'm there at George's house with his parents, doing going to school during the day, and then, like, coming and hanging out at night. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but it was just like a weird experience. Like, I remember laying there and being like, I'm an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sleeping in a single bed right now. I got fucking bills to pay. (laughs) But it was great. It was great. It was was a lot of fun. Learned a lot about the Intertel system. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Pretty useful today. Yeah, no, not at all. It was very useful for us at the time. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why, like we talked about before, like, like watching the stream of OAI data, it's like, oh, someone's hanging up on customers. Uh, it's oh, that right. person over there. It's, right. it's because of that training, right? Yeah. It's like because of learning all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally not applicable to my uh, my job anymore. This this street was Austin to us for a long time, though, because yeah. if you think about it, we lived there, I mean, together for a period, but we both lived here probably seven years. I mean, you lived on Riverside for the first six or seven years you yeah. lived in Austin. Yeah. I think I think you moved, that apartment you had over by Barton Creek Mall. That was, Mall, was, the, oh, that was no. the first... It was 2001. 2001. That was the first non-Riverside place yeah. you lived in Austin. Yeah. And I was still here for a little bit after that. But, but then I came back, so I, whatever, whatever. But then yeah. the, the call center moved to basically right here. It was like between Old Wharf uh-huh. and Riverside. And so all of our friends lived on Riverside yeah. in apartments. We lived on Riverside in apartments and shitty houses. And then our job was right off of Riverside. And so we really never traveled much further than Old Wharf south and then much 
further north than 6th Street, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was Austin. That was Austin to us for many, many years. I mean, look at it now, though. How often are you south of the river doing stuff like this? Like, y- you know what I mean? Emily and I were talking about that the other day. You know, we're looking at buying a house in Michigan or whatever, and I don't think I'll ever buy another, like, home home in Austin just because I'm not Elon Musk and, I, you know, I'm not a billionaire. Uh-huh. Uh, but if we were to buy another home in Austin, I think I would buy a place south of the river just because it would feel like living in a different city mm. because it's been so long since I've been down there. Uh-huh. And when I go down there to go to like South Congress for a meal or whatever, it's like, oh, this place is awesome. I forgot about this. Yeah. We spent a lot of time down here. Yeah. And because everything I, I, you know, I'm up north now. Yep. And uh, it is, it's at the, Austin's at the point now where, it's big enough that parts of the city feel really distinct from other parts of the city. Mm-hmm. And you stay in your area because it's annoying to get around. Well, it's funny you call out South Congress because I feel like South Congress is not at, is almost unrecognizable from when we used to spend our time down here. Like everything on the east side was essentially bulldozed and rebuilt. All that's left is maybe a couple of places on the west side of the street that are still the same. The only thing you would recognize if you visited Austin in 1999 or 2000 and then visited Austin today uh, the Austin Motel is still there. Austin, I would say what I was saying. And Hotel was, San Jose is there. Those two, Wero's and Allen's Boots. Yeah, there you go. Wero's and Allen's Boots. That's about it. Uh, yeah, because even like Lucy in disguise is gone, yep. and everything on the other side of the street got bulldozed. Yeah. Like literally everything on the other side of the street got bulldozed. Yeah. I think the Amy's ice cream is there, but it oh, yeah. wasn't always an Amy's ice cream. That was the first Schlotzky's. Yeah, it used to be Zen. Zen, Zen Japanese Zen fast was right food next was right it. next to it. Then it yeah. became robot sushi, I think. Yeah. I think there, if, if Zen is still around, they used to have a location on the drag right by Civil Goat, actually, yeah. where we went before. Uh, if they're still around, I think they might have one location on Anderson still by that Starbucks over there. <laughs> you remember we went to that Starbucks once over there on Anderson? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, like mm-hmm. right where Zen is. <laughs> uh, we had a friend who was working there. <laughs> and that's a really busy Starbucks. That's a, a friend who was working there who's been on this podcast. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, let's go let's go see our friend at work. And so we got in the drive through line at the Starbucks. When that, 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 the drive through line at that Starbucks <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. It's really long. So we it, got and we <laughs> waited forever, and Jeff was driving. We get up to the order window, and uh, we recognize our friend's voice, the one taking the orders. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, welcome to Starbucks, whatever. I'll be with you in a minute. And Jeff just goes, fine, whatever. <laughs> in the most asshole voice he could. <laughs> we place our order, and then we go up to the window to get our drinks, and he sees us. He's like, oh, man, I thought you, were, yeah, I thought you guys were just huge assholes. He was like, man, I was like, I'm going to spit these guys fucking drinks. These guys, these guys suck. <laughs> He didn't work there long. No, no, he did not. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That I was. think about that every time I drive past that uh, that Starbucks. I go to there. that Starbucks sometimes. Really? Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I probably have not been back to that Starbucks since uh, that, that ride. That was in your old Mazda pickup, if I remember right. Yeah, that's how long ago that was. Yeah. My old Mazda B2200 that I got when I was 18. Jeez. Oh, man. But now, uh, so speaking of Starbucks, I, I feel, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. I need to make a segue to this coffee. I've been wanting okay. to talk about it for a little bit here. I'm really glad we came here. Um, this coffee is has a really delicious coffee flavor, uh-huh. 
but it also has a significant amount of bitterness to it, uh -oh. which we have not had in a long time. So I'm very relieved that this is finally not we, another 10 out of 10. Yeah, this is not experience. a 10 for me. No, either. but this is a it's a fine cup of coffee. Yes, I got. I have like nothing really negative to say about it. It's just a fine. Thank cup you of coffee. for not yep. being another yeah. <laughs> fucking knock it out of I the park. I banger. couldn't drive all the way down here. Every time I, I, want to I will say though, what this place lacks in coffee quality, it more than makes up for an ambiance. Oh, I and it's it's a totally fine cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just not the amazing. house and the inside. It feels like the original Luster Pearl. Oh, kind yeah. Of. Oh, interesting. You know, yeah. it's like an yes. old like wooden baseboard, kind of like mm -hmm. wooden walls, just like kind of like sha I guess shabby chic yeah. or like uh, what do they call it? Uh, coastal Southern. <laughs> Yeah, is that what they call it, guys? I have no idea. <laughs> Caliche. This, <laughs> this is a place that I would bring people who don't live in Austin. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is 100% a, hey, we want to go, like, take us somewhere that's, you know, different. And I would go, let's go to this place for a cup of coffee and a taco. Yeah. And, and if you come at night, it looks like they have beer and Oh, yeah, they, they do. They have, well. they, got, they got Palomas. Day and night, right? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. got Palomas on draft. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like their little sons they have. Yeah. Painted on the fences. Everything here is, it's cool. And the coffee, I think, is pretty decent. Yeah. Again, if I lived right across the street, I would walk here all the time and get a cup of coffee and a taco. It's it also, super fast. and maybe you guys will think I'm crazy for saying this, but it's cool in a non-pretentious yeah. Austin oh, way. This is, it feels yeah. like Austin, but not in, like, Austin in the worst ways. Yeah. And I, and... I, I, I don't. I, I even feel like that's too negative because Austin, yeah. in the worst ways, I still like. Yeah, of course. But you know what I mean. Like it has the quality. There's a, there's an unassailable quality to sitting here that you don't get. That you used to get in Austin yeah, that, that you don't get now. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I felt like, the city used to be a lot. It's not the right word. It's a lot less pretentious, a lot less concerned about image than it yeah. is now. It used to be like no one gave a fuck what you were dressed like, what you looked like. Every place, like a place like this, you might have like a dude in a suit next to like someone who, like a drag rat who just like stumbled over here for some reason. Yeah. Um, and that, I feel like that was a lot more common. I think uh, it's become a lot more stratified uh, in the decades since then. I think that's a great way to put it, Gus. Yeah. It, uh, so I, I love it for that. Like, I feel like I'm sitting at Spider House in 2003. Yeah. Kind of, oh, you know? Yeah. And uh, not decor-wise, but just, like, the vibe-wise. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really not a lot of people here. There's some people inside working. There's people just kind of hanging out, listening to music, and having a cup of coffee, little taco truck. And then what I, what honestly, what I like about it is that we're not surrounded by a bunch of other things. It's just, it's just in a neighborhood right off Riverside. Like, there's just nothing really going on. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. And also, when you drive down Riverside... It changes fast. Yeah. That was sudden. It was just like, oh, we're coming down. It's like Montopolis and then Riverside. And then all of a sudden, like these big apartments that are brand new and this place. And you're like, whoa, this is all. Yeah. Wow. This is new, new. I, I remember. <laughs> so we didn't drive by it. But on the other side of uh, Riverside down Montopolis over there, oh. they built an apartment complex with a name very similar to a trendy apartment complex a little further down uh, Riverside. I think that was back in like the late 90s or early 2000s. It was a, like, the place I lived at was- Metropolis. The Metropolis, and it was kind of oh. kind of popular and people like like to live there. They built this other one down here. I don't know if it's still called it, but they, they named it the Metropolitan. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was always like kind of a, like a, oh yeah, the the metro place off of Riverside. Yeah, that one. You know, yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. like a, yeah, we're, that's that's us. Like they relied on people not knowing the difference and, yeah. and signing a lease at the wrong one. 
Uh, but yeah, and then in, since then they've built way more apartments and condos and who knows what the fuck else over there. A lot down here, right? Like, yeah. There's just because I think if we just kept going, it would. I mean, be similar. it's it's Austin in a nutshell, right? It's unrecognizable from the place that Gus and I moved to. Yeah. You know, which is happens. Fine. It's totally I, fine. I think that happens. That's in not most that's towns. not a, that's not a complaint. No. Yeah. I think that's most towns yeah. 20 years ago to now. I mean, it's just. I'm sure San Diego is unrecognizable. 100%. 20 years ago what is today. the San Diego Rockets, by the way? You're wearing a hat that says NBA San Diego Rockets. Oh, you don't know about the San Diego Rockets? No. The, uh, before they were the Houston Rockets. They were in San Diego? San Diego lost two basketball teams. Yeah. Why were they They were they called the Clippers Rockets in San the Rockets, Diego? Yeah. Yep. Why were they, I assume the Rockets was because of the NASA thing in Houston. Why were they called I think, the Rockets I think in San that Diego? that's just a thing. I don't know. We're military. I don't know. It's like, but why it, is the Utah Jazz the, right, the Jazz? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, but, like, yeah, we were why the, are the Lakers the Lakers? Yeah, exactly. Because they came the, from Minnesota. Uh, yeah. The San Diego Rockets were a team. The San Diego Clippers were a team. San Diego Chargers were a team. <laughs> uh, we have a long history of people leaving our fair city. Um, San Diego's the city of wars. Uh, yep, pretty much. At least we got the Padres. Eric Bedour that's it. was a <laughs> yeah, San Diego. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, now we're getting, I learned. We're I getting an know. MLS team. That's something, right? Are you really? What yeah. are they going to be called? I uh, don't know yet. The Rockets. Uh, the right. <laughs> Clippers 2. Uh, yeah, Manny Machado is like, I'll front a bunch of the money and I'll bring an MLS team here. Landon nice. Donovan tried to do it, and so he started some other like USFL thing or whatever. And uh, USFL's combining with uh, oh, that's right. XFL, right? Yeah. What do you think it's going to be called? USXFL? <laughs> I think it's going to be called the Spring Football League. Yeah, I think, right? I think that's just what they're calling it. Uh, oh, SFL? Yeah. <laughs> I think they should call it. The SUXFL? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like the NSFL. I think it should be Extreme United States Football League. I think they call it the National then, Spring Football League. They should all, like the last Boy Scout, one player should have a gun. <laughs> Run down. There's a bullet somewhere on the field. If you can find it, you can use it. Now we're talking. Do you guys remember The Last Boy Scout? I do. That's, hey. God, what a great movie. Still a good movie. It's, it's fun. That was my comfort movie in my 20s yeah, when I would like, couldn't sleep or I just wanted to, like, I was, I would always put Last Boy Scout on. Shane Black? The guy who did, uh, he was in oh, Predator. I, I didn't realize and, it was Shane Yeah, Black, did yeah. A, a, a Lethal Weapon and all that stuff. That's well, him. What, what was Damon Way Damon's Wayne's dead kid, Alex, right? And he was yeah. always like, to Alex the accountant, mm -hmm. to Alex the archaeologist, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a great yeah. movie. Um, uh, do you want to give a number rating to your coffee? Uh, I'd say this is like a seven. Yeah. I put I put this coffee at a 775. It's fine. Let me see. No, I got nothing against it. I would drink this again tomorrow. It's fine. It's just we, we've been on too hot of a streak, yep. and we knew this was going to happen. Yep. 7.1. Yeah. Like, again, I would I would come here again. No problem. I, I, I think right. 7 for the coffee, the ambiance is yeah. like. Yeah, I hope great. people are digging the audio texture. I hope it's coming through. There's a it is, lot. It we're, it's a, charming audio. It's a texture we're rich. right on Riverside. <laughs> it is a fence, though. Yeah. Uh, Dude, some, some trees, some that's bushes. A, that's this a place? fence a dog could jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. This that's a fence a Gus could jump. Yeah. This let's, get a, let's get a video for social. In like a month, mm -hmm. when the weather's actually fall, yep, you could spend six hours sitting here with your Easy. friends. Easy, easy. I think it's gonna be fall this weekend. It is. Have you seen that? Yeah, but we're going out of town. Yep, it's bullshit. Oh, I know. Because then when we get back, the weather goes back up. <laughs> it's like, hey, high of seventy four, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Oh wait, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. Um, FL. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh yeah i've been on a kick of old like logos i bought one of the old sdsu aztec hats i was wearing that but i don't know that 
you know, that that's like a logo they got away from, and then this old rock. Clearly, one I really like. clearly they got away from the logo. Yeah. yeah Every yeah, yeah. now and then on the Austin subreddit, I'll see people looking for all uh, ice bats. Uh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, jerseys and yep. logos and stuff. The old hockey team. Or Toros. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. yeah. They do at uh, when you go to Round Rock games now. Uh, they sell a lot of like Senators gear, you buy, mm. like an Austin Senators hat and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's nice that they see that stuff through. Uh, let's get into some anarchy questions. Yeah, let's do it. Plural. Yeah, I here. Well, I'll lead with this one. We'll see where it takes us. This is from Synth D. Hey, all my family died. Can you send me merch? <laughs> is that Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gavin approach. <laughs> it's smart. Uh, this, so this is from A Walters 08. This is on the uh, Anma podcast subreddit, where you can leave us an anarchy question if you like, or you tweet at us. Fine. I live in a small town in Pennsylvania, a population of 7,500. Now, we don't really have a lot of independently owned restaurants around. We have big franchise stuff like McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, things like that. Wish we had more of a variety. So you drive further and find it. Nice audio That's texture. A big truck. My question is, how often do you eat at big chain restaurants when you have so many small business choices to choose from and support? Way more than I used to. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, when I was in my 30s, 20s and 30s, I only wanted to eat at local establishments yep. and support local business. The problem with Austin is it grew to such a size that it's prohibitive to eat at those places now because of lines because they're doing so well. Yep. And so it, when you're in your 40s and you're out shopping and you're hungry, sometimes you just go to the fucking Cheesecake Factory or Carabas because it's close and there's it, there's a space in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I I feel like I've maintained. It's really? I, probably 95% of the time I'm out somewhere, it's a local establishment. Uh, it's probably not that common that I go to train. The one exception that I'll carve out is like Whataburger. Yeah. Just because that's like a... But it's like local-esque. Yeah. You know? They, by the way, they have great Hispanic Heritage Month merch. I just want to throw that out there. Do they really? really? Yeah, they really, really do. They fucking killed it. You going to get any? Uh, I did. <laughs> nice. Did you really? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 for the most part, I uh, I eat at a lot of local places. And I, that actually makes me want to follow up on something we talked about before. Uh, remember we talked about that Thai place that uh, closed down? Uh, yeah. Uh, they opened up. It, well, they didn't reopen, but a new... Place opened a in new that space. Place opened up in that space. A new Thai place opened up in that space, and that place is fucking excellent. It's so good. I'm gonna go check it out. The other day, because that that Thai place used to be was Emily's favorite restaurant, mm-hmm. absolute favorite. And so, and she was heartbroken when it closed down. And we think, haven't tried the new one. I yet. I think the new one's better than the old one, and that's, I liked the old one. That's great. Yeah, I, I went to Tatayas for the first time. Tatayas is awesome. Oh, I'd yeah. never. I mean, I'd ordered from Tatayas, but I'd never eaten in. Oh my god, dude! That place is excellent. It's yeah. Awesome. I think we mentioned Just the people are awesome. The place is awesome. It's so cute. I think we did talk about I, it. We but. mentioned it once about how that place is so popular and does so well that I think they closed for like a year and a half for renovations. Uh, and then around the holidays, they'll just close for a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, whatever. <laughs> we'll reopen yeah. in a couple of weeks. You'll come back. Yeah. And, and, and it's always busy as hell. So they the- used to not have online ordering and it used to be you had to call in to place an order and that is the one time when I would call a place to place an order that they would consistently have busy signals mm. like I can't remember calling any place and getting a busy signal except for calling to ties back then now they have online ordering yeah uh, I'll have to try that new place uh, although I'm kind of in love with the ties after eating in there so yeah but I would say I'm probably like 65, 35 at this point. Like 65 local, 35 uh, non-local. I'm I'm more about convenience than anything. Yeah. At this okay. point in my life, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I think it probably 
used to be easier. Austin is still, I think, unusual in this aspect. It's not as extreme as it used to be, but I always felt like there was almost a lack of chains. Uh, yeah. It used, that used to definitely be more prevalent. There are more chains now than there used to be, but there was definitely, like, in the core of the city, there weren't very many. Now, of course. You're you're saying that, and I agree. However, if you look on Google Maps for any number of chains within Austin, they're in Round Rock. Yeah. They, yeah. There yeah. are so many shut down chains. In, uh, the closest Applebee's is in Round Rock. Clo- TGI Quiznos. Fr- Quiznos is up in Round Rock. TGI Fridays is closed. You can't go to so many different places. For Face Jam, it's been really hard. Um trying to find a lot of, like, these chains that are still open and, and around and everything. Like, Schlotsky's is, like, oh, in, like, the middle of, you know, uh, what, what is that, like, Anderson. Yeah, there's one. Schlotsky's one is local, though. It is. And there are fewer now than there almost ever have been. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's really crazy. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just getting priced out, having yeah. the franchise and, and having that stuff. The closest Carl's Jr. is in what Cedar Park or whatever. There used to be one off of Slaughter. Yeah, there yeah, used to, yeah, there used to be. Okay, it, they're all over the city. Is all that used to be here? Is gotcha. there still a Del Taco down on Slaughter? There is not a Del Taco in the city of Austin. Really? That it was the sucks. only one, and I was excited when it I opened. don't. I, I'm not gonna beat the drum for Del Taco. I enjoyed it growing up, and I really liked it in college, where I could get a half pound bean and cheese burrito for a dollar like right down the street from my house I don't want it but I miss it I want to eat it one time and yeah. then be done with it but the closest that it is like I'll go back to San Diego I'm not gonna waste a fucking meal on yeah, Del Taco yeah. I hear you. like get real uh, but like there's not one in Austin and that it's prevalent for like a lot of chains there's one Wiener Schnitzel there's like Culver's like one Culver's it's there's, there's a one up north on there used to be one, one down on Kramer and then one down off of like Brody and Slaughter somewhere in that somewhere area. Right is there area. one right down yeah. there south? It's man. I think the one up Kramer's still there. It yeah, is. that is. I drove by it a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I went not too long ago. My wife wanted a mint shake, and you're saying, "Oh, mint chocolate chip," and I'm saying, "No, mint, just mint." <laughs> I remember when that Culver's up on Kramer opened. You and Bernie and I were really excited, and we went up there because we're like, "What's a butter burger?" Yeah, and then we had it, and we're like, "Oh, it's just a, it's just a burger. It's fine." I don't you, think we ever went back. You think they cook it with butter? Butter burger's a trick. But they got the the curds. The they do. The cheese, cheese curds. curds are good. I'm not a curd fan. And they uh, got their concretes. I, that's it's good. Yeah, concretes are good. good. Butter burger sounds like they cook it with butter. They put butter on, like the top of the bun. Yeah, and it's like that makes up. That sucks. Fuck that. Fuck that. I always like Culver's. It's fine. Yeah. I had nothing against it. I haven't been there in years, but I like Culver's. I uh, I used to eat at Culver's when I got back the old job before Rooster Teeth. Like, I feel like Culver's was really popular in the Midwest, and I spent a lot of time in the Midwest. And mm-hmm. Culver's was one of those places I used to eat at on the road. Really? Uh, pretty pretty regularly. It was Culver's, and there was like a diner that they have up in the Midwest that we don't have here that I used to eat at because it was like a 24-hour place. And since I was work, on the road working IT, you know, I'd have to eat like at three or four in the morning a lot. God, what was that place called? They had pies. That's all I remember about it. Oh, fuck. Marie Calendar? No, no, no. It's like a <laughs> it's like a it's a diner only in the Midwest. It was like in Wisconsin. I used to eat there all the time. Anyway, it'll come to me later. I miss when I lived on the East Coast, we would eat at this place called Friendly's all the time. I think I've heard of it. I've never been to Friendly's one. Friendly's is great. They have great I, it's where you go to get like huge banana splits and like ice cream floats and stuff. But they also have food and shit. And I always I always when I moved to Austin, I was always sad that there wasn't a Friendly's here. Well, we have the friendly spirit. Yeah, <laughs> we used to. Uh, how about uh, we'll do one more and then we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll keep it a little shorter. Did two in a row, two days. Come yeah, on. yeah. I'm doing my coffee anyway. It's from Grayton. Grayton? Grayton. 
What's the best local Austin snack food? Oh. Local Austin snack food. Is there a snack that you think of when you think of Austin? Is there like a snack food? Is there like something that... Well, I mean, if I'm thinking of like something that's specific to Austin, it's going to end up being like something barbecue related. Uh-huh. Uh, and this, And my answer might be something that's not necessarily native to Austin, but maybe more native to the region. Uh, would be like Frito Pies. Mm-hmm. I feel like Frito Pies big, you know, in the South and in Texas in general. Pork rinds, I feel like, are big. Pork rinds. But they were big in Alabama when I grew up, too. So, uh, Austin snack food. I mean, I guess we have a couple local tortilla uh, companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, like a, that's a tough one to try to think about. Yeah. Because as much as I think of Austin food, I don't. I can't think of a snacky thing. That I mean, we say that, but you can't go to a restaurant in Austin without getting chips and salsa. Yeah, I, so I, would I, say, I guess I would have to say that. Yeah. Oh, I think. I mean, it would probably be queso. Queso, I would think. Yeah, and the same. I mean, I kind of put that in the same bucket with Frito Pie. Because even though I said that, I feel like those yeah. are both. San Antonio thing. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like we've got El Milagro, right? But that's a San Antonio yeah, company. I think yeah. we just have an Austin location. Yeah. Uh, I would think queso is probably the thing that is like a snacky food. That if I were to like go back to San Diego, like if it was like you open a restaurant, queso would be the thing. I don't. We never really had queso at all growing up, and about, man, it's fucking good. How about Juice Land? Oh, that's interesting. Smoothies. Yeah. We have a lot of smoothies. We yeah. have this, yeah. this local company called Juice Land. There's another one called The Daily Juice. Mm-hmm. They're very popular. There are, there's a lot of juice places in Austin. Yeah. So when, I, a- when I go get a haircut, my barber will message me and he goes, what's up, Playboy? Can you grab me a juice on the way? And I go, I got you. Yeah. I think I, think I maybe would say that because Juice Land is thriving. Yeah. Well, there, there's 30 of them. It's a, it's a nice, cool drink to have on a brutal 110-degree no day shit, in, the, right? in the Austin summer. Yep. And slurp up those liquefied berries. <laughs> uh, well, I think that'll do it for Anma. This is a good one. This is fun. This was fun. Um, I, I like being down here in this area. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like being home again, kind I, of. I, I think we'll drive down Riverside to get yeah. out of here. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, do some reminiscing. Well, if you want to follow us on social, you can at Anma Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. There's also a subreddit that we do not run, r slash Anima Podcast. You can leave us questions at any of those places. You can also see pictures from Do you remember when I episodes. got stuck under the gate at the Metropolis? <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that. <laughs> you got stuck under the gate? I was drunk and trying to get back into my apartment, and they dropped me off at the wrong gate, and the gate wouldn't open, so I thought I'll climb, I'll crawl under it, because there was like a little bit of a gap, and I got stuck. <laughs> I was drunk at like three in the morning. <laughs> uh, then I had to like like unstick myself and then walk up Pleasant Valley to the main gate to get in. I forgot about that until right now. We'll see you next week. If you stuck around for the business portion of this podcast, you got to hear that. But you tuned out fast, man. You blew it. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, we'll go drive by. I'll point it out to you. That was a a great way to end this one. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.